Hey there, Wolfpack fans, and happy homecoming. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And in today's episode, we're going to be breaking down the defense of, um, of Wake Forest as well as the keys to this game. But before we talk about that, I've got to tell you that this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. They help you. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the quality candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, again, folks, we're going to be getting into uh, the weeds a little bit of the defense that Wake Forest runs, um, what I think about this defense, and we're going to be talking Ken's Keys and all that to give you a little pregame, something to, to nibble on and get ready for this thing, as well as I'm going to be bringing you the prediction. So we got a lot that I'm going to jam-pack into one episode, so I'm not going to do too much introducing any further. Let's get into all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, folks, I think that that this is something that we need to talk about in terms of um, the the defense that Wake Forest runs, who they are, and and all that good stuff, as well as some predictions and all that. But the first thing we're going to do is get into the defense. The defense runs a 4-3-4-2-5 hybrid. It's kind of a multiple front uh, situation. Sometimes they have uh, two defensive ends with their hands in the ground. Sometimes they have um, three down linemen. Sometimes they have three down linemen and a, a rush in that's standing up. It's It's kind of fluid. It's kind of based off of what offenses are running. And while this defense is much maligned, and while they have struggled against good offenses, they have also had some very good moments this season. They've also had some moments where they look better than you would expect uh, Wake Forest defense to look at times this season. So in terms of looking at that, in terms of talking about, well, what is this team? What is that team? Who are they? Whatever the case may be, when you're talking about this defense, you have to talk about the fact that, again, they are improved from last year. Now, does that mean that they're good? I would not necessarily say so. But again, better than last year. So uh, in terms of what this team looks like, we've we've seen they're, they're a team that is not necessarily strong at all levels up the spine, but linebacker and safety, absolutely. You know how in baseball they say you want your catcher, your second base, your center field. This is the same principle, same principle for football. Um, but you're looking at your, you know, defensive tackler, nose guard, Mike linebacker, safety. They've got those things going via a few guys here, okay? Ryan Smenda is the first. Ryan Smenda's been there for forever and a day. He's one of those seniors that took advantage of the COVID year, and he's a ball player. He is a tackling machine on that defense. He is a little bit of the heart and soul of that defense. And then to back him up on the back end, uh, Malik Mustafa is a transfer in from Richmond who has done some very good things this season. He's a little bit of a thumper. He is at his best when he's coming downhill. And this Wake Forest team, again, this defense, I'm not saying that they're lights out and they've been dominant and they've killed every team. Da, 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 da. Not saying that. But they have shown the ability to make plays, to play good football. Even last week against Louisville, that score is a little bit misleading because when you look at the 48 points that they scored, how many of those came off turnovers? You had a pick six. You had multiple possessions where Louisville was set up 
in absolutely excellent field position. Now, of course, you just because you're in a bad position where you're already bent doesn't mean you have to break. But for the most part, as I've said, there have been it's it's been a little bit of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with this defense because you had games like you had against Florida State where you're the one forcing the turnovers, like you had against Army where you're the one imposing your will, doing what you want there, like you had against Boston College. But then again, what defense hasn't had a good game against Boston College, except for one. That's they still beat Duke still beat them. But I mean, you know, allowing a freshman to throw for 300 yards and four times. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, the fact of the matter is simple. This defense has shown great moments like that, but they've also shown that a Clemson offense that I told everybody they're two bad quarters away from turning on DJ. We saw it later in the season. He got benched. Then we saw a Liberty offense that at times this season has looked reckless, put up 36 points on them, and they barely narrowly escaped. We saw Plenty of times that, again, like I just talked about with the Louisville situation, just because you're bent doesn't mean that you had to break at all those moments. And so we have seen, we have objectively seen a lot of times where this defense, again, the the averages that they're putting up on the season, allowing 27 points per game, 378.9 yards a game. So 379 yards per game, basically. This is a defense that's improved from last year because last year they were like 110th or 111th or lower in almost every statistical category. This year they've improved. They've improved. Again, not to say that they're good, but this is an improved unit. This is a unit. And and not only are they improved, this is another thing. This unit is extremely disciplined. Extremely disciplined. The least penalized team in the ACC while also being the best at drawing penalties in the ACC. Again, this unit, while they're not great, while they're not world beaters, they do their job. They're normally where they're supposed to be, and they're not going to give you a ton of free yards. That would be uncharacteristic of them. So is this defense malleable? Absolutely. Demi Sumo, if he's healthy, combined with Jordan Houston, we've seen a majority of the teams that have gotten into uh, Wake Forest, that have made them uncomfortable, that have done what they wanted to do offensively, against this defense, they have done so via the ability to run the ball as either a table setter or the ability to put the game away with the run. That is going to be important. That is going to be important in this game. That's going to be important with a freshman quarterback. I hope that we've struck lightning in a bottle and that that MJ Morris, it really is him, Jay, and everything that he does goes great. I hope that. I hope that we can, you know, see him have a, a QBR of 75 or 80 or whatever and be just dominating everything that he does goes well. I hope that. But what is more realistic, what is more serious is that we have seen our running game already have a, a two-headed monster that looks good. Remember now, everybody swore Jordan Houston was bad at football in the beginning of the year. And then when Demi went down, he carried the run game. He carried the run. We don't. We didn't have a running quarterback. And yet we were able to ice the game against – uh, we were we were able to ice some games because of his ability against Florida State. Sure, Jack Chambers is good at running the ball, absolutely. But if you look at a lot of plays that iced the game, they were straight handoffs to Jordan Houston, and Jordan Houston had to get behind those big hogs, find the lane, and go get three or four yards. So, to me, um, this is again a good defense, a defense that is improved. I think they're a defense that they're middling because there's. Uh, well, really, statistically, they're bad, but you don't know which version you're going to get on which day. You don't know. You don't know um, which 
type of defense you're going to get. What you do know is they'll be disciplined, but you don't know in terms of penalties, but you don't know if they'll be disciplined in terms of staying in their gap, in terms of trusting their technique, in terms of all those things. That's that's the real kicker about this defense. That's that's where you go. That's what you look at and you say, okay, what, how how good or bad is this defense? You look at the fact that, again, they've had games where they've been good, but they've also had games where it's like they couldn't stop a, a – they couldn't stop a runny nose with Robitussin tissue and and you know every every type of vaccine in the world. So that's that's just the reality that we're looking at there. And both of those things can exist and be true at once because again, we're people, we're humans. That's how life works, right? It, we don't show up as our best selves every single day. And so, with that being said, we're aware of the fact that Wake Forest's defense has not shown up as amazing world beaters every single day. And that, and so, the the idea is to see what has prevented them from getting the job done, to see what has helped other offenses be so effective against them, and emulate that to the best of our abilities. Because I believe we have the horses in the stable to get the job done. And speaking of jobs, let me talk to you all about LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs is the place to go because these days every new hire feels like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you got to do is create a free job post on LinkedIn and then add your job to the purple hiring frame or add the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to find the candidates with just the right skills that you want to talk to. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So now... Y'all already know what time it is, of course. It's it's Ken's Keys time, all right? It's Ken's Keys. And for this game, I I think that NC State definitely has a shot here. And I'm going to tell you this. And, and before I get into the keys, let me say this. And I mean this wholeheartedly. If MJ Morris runs the table or or – if this this team, let me not say MJ Morris. If this team runs the table and MJ Morris looks good and then and leads the team in doing so, or if this team uh, beats both of the in-state teams that we have left on the schedule, Wake Forest tonight and the boys in baby blue the day after Thanksgiving, if those two things happen and MJ Morris, of course, looks good and leads this team, I think it's safe to say that, like, it's I, I don't think that there should be any question about whether or not MJ will ever have to buy a beer again in Raleigh, whether or not like he's he's known and he's done really amazing things. Because if you look at what our season was and what people thought about it after Syracuse. And you look at what he did, really, let's let's take it to the lowest point, not even after Syracuse. When we were down big against Virginia Tech, everyone or not everyone, a large chunk of folks have packed it in on this season. And I'm not saying that he wins today. I'm not saying that if he doesn't win today, he's terrible, he's awful, all that good stuff. What I am saying is, if you remember the things people were saying when we were down big, when we were down double digits after that third quarter against Virginia Tech, 
to then come back and lead this team to 10 wins, nine wins, whatever the case might be. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's one of those moments where it's like, you may have to, you may have to have that, that thing where it's like, and granted he wears number 16, so you can't hang his Jersey up in the rafters, but that's, that's a great start. That's a hell of a start to a career. That, I don't think that we have ever seen anything, given the context and all that, like what that would be like. Not saying that he does it. I'm just saying if he does it. It's one of those things to think about. Now, in terms of Ken's keys, we start with the offensive keys, and it starts with Mr. Morris. Mr. Morris, we need you to, again, just be serviceable. 60-plus QBR. Just be serviceable. All things considered, the way you run the ball, the way you throw the ball, when you make the decision to pull it down and go, when you make the decision to make go with the first read and trust it, when you make those things, 60 or more QBR. Again, the average is 50. I'm asking you to be a, just a hair, just a hair above average. I'm not asking for good because I think 75 to 80 is like when you get into the good range. And then above 80 is like 75 to 80, 85 is when you're like really – you're in good, going on a really good, great territory. 85 plus is like, you killed it. You did great. I need a 60. I need you to at least be better than like, oh, anybody could do that. I need you to do that. The running game, however, the running game has to step up and help Mr. Morris. And not just the running game, our backs in all that they do, because we know that Tim Beck likes to run screens, likes to get the ball out to our backs and all that good stuff. I need to see at least, 140 total yards out of our uh, out of our backs. 140 total yards because if we get that, that means that the screens that we're running is successful. That means that the runs that we're going and listen, I know, I know we all don't like the screens. We know it's Tim Beck. He's gonna run the darn screen. Okay, that's the reality. All right, I, I don't, I don't have the authority to make him stop. Y'all don't have the authority to make him stop. The people who do have the authority to make him stop have not made him stop. So you're gonna keep running. That's just the reality. But anywho, 140 plus total yards out of our backs in terms of receiving and, and rushing. Um, that has to happen because again, when this Wake Forest defense has been gassed, they have that has happened because other teams running games and their running backs have done so effectively. That has to happen um here today. The last thing, this is a Wake Forest team that excels. Number one in the conference in penalties drawn. I need to see less than five penalties from our less than five um, penalties from our offense in terms of of kind of unforced penalties, right? Or like things that are like false start holding. I need to see less than five of those, or f- five or less, rather five or less. But either way it goes, those are drive killers. I don't think that we have – this Wake Forest offense is so good, I don't think that we'll have the ability to kill five or six drives with a bunch of penalties. I just don't. I honestly and truly don't. So that's that's my bit there. Now, defensively, this is where the game's going to be won or lost. This is where the game's going to be won or lost. Number one, be aggressive. Uh, I need to see – I need to see more than three rushers at pretty much all times. So we're going to go with – no more than four plays uh, that matter. No more, because if it's garbage time, that doesn't count. But no more than four plays of three-man rushes. No more. Absolutely no more 
than four of three-man rushes because that's that's what's going to get us killed. That's what's going to get us killed. Giving Hartman the time and, and latitude to sit back there and kind of, oh, I'm patting the ball. I'm having a good time. Good times. Do, do. Celebrate good times. If he's doing that in the pocket, it's not going to be a great time for us, right? Uh, the next thing, the next thing, get to the quarterback. Get to the quarterback. And I know that those two seem kind of redundant, but we need at least eight hits on the quarterback. At least eight hits on the quarterback. That includes sacks, pressures, all that good stuff. At least eight. Eight QB hits because at that point, you're making Hartman uncomfortable. You're making him have to um, win some, some difficult battles. And the last thing, this was a key last year, and we didn't do it well, and it cost us the game. And I'm going to see if I'm going to challenge the defense to the same thing this year. Win the money downs. Win when it's time to get off the field. You've done the job on first and second down when, it, when all the things, all the different factors, that long mesh and all that were in play. Now that you force them into a straight drop back situation, you have to win that down. You have to get off the field. So I'm going to go 40% or less third down completion, uh, third down conversion percentage by um, by Wake Forest. I don't think that they have the horses in the stable to run the ball effectively, uh, regularly against us. I trust that this defense will have, at the end of the day, Tony Gibson, I believe, is a really good coach. I believe he's a really, really good co- coach. With that being said, the amount of quarterbacks that we've seen run the ball well against us. At this point, I know that it is pissing him off like it's pissing the rest of us off, and he's going to get that together. But the reality is we're I think we're good enough to beat their offense, beat their offensive line up front, stop the run, okay? I think we're going to force them into a good amount of third downs. The question is going to be how do we act on those third downs? Do we give up foolish penalties because we're panicking? Do we Do we give up? Uh, big plays because we we don't we aren't trusting our technique or 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 our our corners are just having a bad day and and we're just getting the wheels whooped off us on the outside. What do we do in that regard? That becomes the question for what happens here in this game. That's that to me. Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you what I think is going to go down in just a second, but please understand, I'm not a betting man. That ain't my advice to go betting. All right. But if you are a better, make sure that you go to betonline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for football and the start of the new basketball season's sports betting. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, Head to the website today to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So here's the time. It's it's that officially that time where I give y'all my prediction. Okay. And while I do think that our defense is top shelf, top of the line, one of the best in the nation, while I do think that our corners have proven me wrong for so much of this season. While I do hope that MJ Morris can show more and and be more and do more, well, I hope all those things. I 
if somebody told me, you know, give me who you think is going to win this game. The, uh, you know, the, the old, the Martians got the death being pointed at earth and they're saying you got to predict the winner of this game, right? Or else this all cooks for all of you. I have to say, I believe that Wake Forest wins this game 32-17. I, I would have to say, or I'm sorry, 31-17. I, I believe that we're good enough to compete. I believe that we're good enough to keep this thing close and maybe even pull off a surprise. I would not be shocked. I would not be like, oh my God, I can't believe we won if we were to pull it off. But I believe that the more experienced quarterback just does a couple things the right way. And and I believe that because our corners have played so far above their head, I think they're kind of coming do- back down to earth a little bit. And I think that uh, that, that Virginia Tech game was a tough one. But then coming into a passing game that's much more prolific, much more dynamic, many more weapons, I don't see how they perform a lot better than that. So I hope I'm wrong. I hope that this homecoming game proves me wrong. I hope that, listen, I have never been the type to say, oh, man, I want to be right so bad. I hope NC State loses. I hope I'm wrong here. I hope I get to come on here and say, hey, shut me up, Mr. Morris. Shut me up, Mr. Wilson, Mr. Moore. Mr. Thomas, both Mr. Thomases, shut me up, Mr. Sumo Kongbe. Shut me up, Mr. Houston, Mr. Carter. I hope, I hope I can say Mr. Penix put on a show like we've never seen. I hope so. But that's just my prediction for this game. Thank you all so very much for coming out. And listen, if you're going out having a good time, tailgating, all that good stuff, I know the homecoming is a big time for all that. Please be safe, right? Do so, drink responsibly, all that good stuff. Don't, you know. Know your limits. Trust me, you don't want to be the person wake, that's waking up in an ambulance or something like that. Uh, I've been there, right? You don't want to be that that person, okay? So, you know, whatever adult beverages and whatnot you're partaking in, do so safely and responsibly. Thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate you every single time, Wolfpack Nation. Peace and love, y'all, and as always, go Pack. Our Locked On Wolf Pack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolf Pack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.